0: going on, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of South Sitman. Sitman. I'm your host, Joe Mandel, and I'm joined by my White Sox brother-in-arms. I'm talking about Stephen Zim Zimmerman, the freshly married Stephen Zim Zimmerman. Congratulations, Zim. And our buddy, Vinny Parisi, can't be with us tonight because he's doing coverage for the New Jersey Devils, Game 7, Big Stuff in Hockey Land. So, Vinny, have fun doing that, but Zim, before we bring on our guest... It's been a rough week of White Sox baseball to say the least, right?
1: I could not have picked a better week to go on my honeymoon because I barely paid attention to it aside from, you know, end of night highlights, getting final score updates. I would have been in absolute baseball purgatory if I had decided to actually sit down and watch any of these games live from start to finish. That was brutal. And and the beautiful part was they kept finding different ways to lose. Like it wasn't like they just got shelled one or they just got shelled all week long or anything. It was like, you know, they got shelled in that game and then this game, they just couldn't hit. And then this game, like they they had a lead for most of it and then lost it. And then this game, they got a no hitter going and wow, who'd have thought they would have lost that one. And (laughs) it's just, you can't
0: make this stuff up sometimes.
1: It's why I'm not mad at Vinny at all for not being here tonight. You know, he gets to go celebrate and cover a team that wins and lives up to the hype and (laughs) does things that they tell their fan base they're going to do while we get to sit here in misery
0: well we got a little bit of a a little bit of a break from that yesterday but i digress uh we're, we're gonna bring on our guest you guys know him he covers the chicago white Sox for the chicago tribune and there's no one better if you haven't read his stuff go check it out Friend of the show, Lamond Pope, is back with us. Lamond, thank you so much for being with us on your off day, my friend.
2: Hey, guys. Thank you for the invite, as always. Zim, congratulations. Thank you.
0: Yeah, it's fresh. Like you said, he picked a good week uh, <laughs> to, 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 to take his honeymoon. So uh, I, I'm sure it has been an interesting time to cover this team, Lamond. And, you know, I, I think first and foremost, I think I we have to start with, Luis robert because he's made some headlines this week with his reasoning in his post game interview you know talking about his lack of effort running to first base tell us a little bit about you know the backstory with that's you know that story and kind of what's going on with his benching because there's been a lot of back and forth about you know pedro and louis talking their stories and miscommunications so i figured i'd get it straight from straight from you you know what what the heck is going on? <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked because I mean, we're still all kind of not 100% sure about the whole sequencing of everything that happened. I mean, here's someone that obviously one of the things that Pedro Gravol has uh, stressed throughout, you know, the day since the day he was hired uh, was communication. And, and in this uh, instance here. There was a lack of communication, obviously. Uh, it started, obviously, with the uh, ground ball that Luis hit uh, in the first inning. You know, It looked like it was a play that he was going to be able to beat on out, but then like about halfway through, you can kind of see, uh, as, as you're watching the play, he grimaces a little bit, and he slows on up, uh, and then he's thrown on out on a play that, you know, most of the times, someone with Luis's type of speed is going to beat on out, um, and so yeah. at, at the end of the first inning, you know, they had a conversation. Uh, Luis goes back on out there for the top of the second, but by the by the bottom of the second, you know, he's out of the game. Uh, and so uh, after, the uh, you know, word comes on out from the White Sox uh, that, you know, that it was a managerial decision uh, was the reason that he was pulled. And then after the game, uh, Pedro essentially said the same thing. He was like, hey, you know, we, we have a standard here. You know, you, you run out. Uh, ground ground balls, which is obviously something that the fans like to hear because obviously what what happened last year during a number of situations in which uh, some of the guys were told, you know, kind of, if you're hurt, you know, don't go that 100%, don't, you know, kind of give up, kind of, you know, make sure that you're able to play the next night. Right. And so, so it was a little bit of a different standpoint, you know, sort of a different standard from that uh, perspective, which I'm sure everyone likes to hear. Uh, But then, uh, (laughs) but then we had the opportunity to talk to Luis and Luis, uh, essentially said that uh, you know that, that he had some tightness uh, and he and he didn't uh, want to share that information with uh, the manager <laughs> because he wanted to be in the lineup yeah. uh, and and so uh, he, he did tell uh, Eloy he did tell Elvis um, and so that's where, where word eventually got uh, to Uh, to, to, to the coaching staff, uh, that something might've been up from that standpoint. Uh, but even, you know, so, so he, his explanation was essentially that, you know, the reason why he didn't, wasn't able to go all the way, go hard all the way to first base, because he was dealing with a little bit of a hamstring issue and, and he wanted to kind of play conservative that night. Um. So, you know, the next day we, we bring that up to Pedro and uh, Pedro first said, well, I, I don't, I, well, tell me what he said. <laughs> and, and so we, we relayed that to him and he said, well, you no, know, the reason why he didn't sit, well, the reason why he was at was a managerial decision. We, we have a standard here and you go hard. Um, and and the reason why he didn't start on Sunday, uh, Pedro said, was because, you know, because apparently he had the, the hamstring tightness. And so uh, he, um, Luis did get in the game uh, as a, uh, pinch hit, pinch hitter uh, late in the ball game, uh, and he was going. And he immediately was pulled for, for Romy Gonzalez. And so, it seems like you know after after that little bit of information, after you know the, the, the I think it was like a day long story. And I yeah. think come, come Tuesday when, when we're back at the ballpark, uh, you know if if uh, Luis's hamstring is, is ready to go, I expect him to be in the lineup.
0: Yeah, White Sox fans had a bit of a field day with that. But, uh, <laughs> hey, it worked out with Hazley on Sunday. We'll probably talk about that a little bit no, more later right. on in the show. But, Zim, it's all you, buddy.
1: I mean, personally, I don't think I would have been as upset with the Luis Robert thing if Yaz didn't like beat out an infield grounder in the same yeah. game. And that kind of just like <laughs> blew the whole thing out of proportion for some of us like myself. So. But all in all, I mean, that sort of conservative – Approach that he's taking, like it maybe the whole team is doing it, uh, because their wins are very conservative right now, <laughs> you know. And with that performance, you know, in your opinion, who's on the hotter seat? Would it be Griffall? Would it be Rick Hahn? Uh, is anybody in danger? Is nobody in danger? I mean, I know one and done's not super common, but with the expectations versus the performance, do you think there's anything to be concerned about there?
2: Uh, from the manager's standpoint i think everything's fine yeah, obviously we had the chance to talk to uh to rick at the beginning of the home stand uh and he took uh responsibility for the for you know he said put it on me right that was that was a big headline that everyone ran with uh you know he, he later said that you know when yes asked if if i was responsible and I said, when you asked who was responsible, I said me. And with that comes, the, you know, comes the pressure or comes the responsibility of knowing uh, that my job might be on the line. And so, so you know, Rick knows uh, the, the, that the way this, this ball club is playing, that the way that things are performing, uh, that things have to turn around. And turn around real fast, uh, but I mean, it's such a it's such a huge hole that they've dug themselves on And, I mean, I, you know, I mean, what, what what's then it becomes what's acceptable? You know, if it, you know what what's the level? Uh, obviously, for, for for the White Sox, you know, the one thing that Rick also said was that, you know, the expectation is still to be you know a contender. An expectation is still to be one of those teams that's 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 playing for uh, you know postseason success. And, and and so it's like from from. Uh, the from our perspective, it's like, all right. So, how do you kind of how do you grade this? If 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 you know, what's the level of of success this ball club has to have uh, for 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 them to kind of go into the offseason and be like, all right, this is this thing is finally starting to grow back in the right direction. And so, again, there's so this team is so deep uh, and so so far back, like nine games back in the standings, um, yeah. you know, like one month in, I mean, it, it, it's and, and just so many games under 500. I mean, it, it's such a tall task to, to, to ask. Um, you know, I was, I was writing something earlier today. Um, you know, obviously, the, the April schedule, um, you know, ton of games against the Rays, ton of games, you know, series against the Blue Jays. Tough. Um, you know, it was tough. But, you know, but The expectation going on into the season was, you know, this is a team that was going to be able to uh, compete with those guys. And so the fact that, you know, being in the games with the Rays, being in a number of close games with the Rays, that's one thing. But you have to be able to win those games if if you want to be a contender. And so, but uh, but I was writing, uh, taking a look at the May schedule, um, I think there's 20 games. Against teams that are sub 500, and so if you're gonna make some noise, you know this is the month to do it because I think I think it's only the Twins this upcoming Twins series, uh, three game series Cincinnati. against Houston. Uh, yeah, well, well, as far as just teams teams over 500 that they're playing oh. this this month, it's it's only uh, it's only the three game series against Minnesota, uh, three against Houston, and the three against uh, Los Angeles Angels at the end of the series at the end of the month, and, and the Angels are only one game over 500 right now, and so you know, hypoth- you know, there, there's if you take a look at the paper, there's a chance to, to make some to, to make some improvement. But again, I mean, there's a reason you know this team hasn't won back-to-back games all year long. And so you have to or see it series. to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, but, yeah. But alone, yeah, the series. Yeah, and so so yeah, you know, you, you have to start small. And, and and starting small, I guess, is winning back-to-back games and they they might have that opportunity uh, tomorrow night. Yeah.
1: But just to jump off from where you started that whole thing, like the, the conversation with Rick Hahn, right? And and I know this is taking it back a little bit, but but taking it back to 2021, didn't we have the same conversation with Rick Hahn, the put it on me conversation that it's I'm not doing good enough? Didn't we have that same conversation again last year as well? Like, at what point do we finally reach the breaking point of enough is enough? I mean, is it is it just Jerry being old and complacent and saying <laughs> is it? you know, money is still coming in. I mean, in your opinion, where do we finally see some kind of change? Because it seems like we're getting worse and worse, but we're getting better and better. And we keep having this conversation of there's the opportunity, you know, coming up, there's the opportunity to get better. And, and we keep reaching and never (laughs) grasping.
2: No, I mean, Tim, I remember all last year, like I was like, I'd be like, all right, this is the week they turned it around. No, 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 this is the week that they turn it around. And by the, you know, by, by the end of the season, it's like, all right, well, nope, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. And, uh, you know, obviously there was the, uh, um, you know, there was Tony in charge. And so so there was, there was an added, you know, there, there was an added sort of element to to the 2021 season as far as, uh you know, as far as. The distribution of a plane uh, for for the season, and so no, I, I think it starts obviously with uh, at the general manager level, and then you kind of go from there. And and so again, it comes back to what uh, what needs to be done for this team to say, all right, this has been um, a successful season, or is it already too late uh, from the standpoint of hey, you know, can, can this you know, not making the playoffs again? Is that a situation? Where all right, you, you, there needs to be some change, and so that, that, those are the questions that the White Sox have to ask. Um, uh, you know, I, I think it's a situation where, you know, this was a this this was a uh, franchise. This is a franchise that uh, um, everyone thought coming off of the uh, the success in twenty twenty one that they were going to be able to to be able to build off of. It definitely, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, last season was uh, was was. You know, I mean, disappointment doesn't really even. Do justice just to what what happened last season, um, yeah. and and obviously this year so far has been a disaster. And so, uh, so some hard questions have to be asked, uh, you know, throughout the organization. And and again, what what is going to be acceptable, uh, even you know, if, if the team starts playing uh, good baseball, is good baseball good enough uh, to 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 keep things as is? I mean, that's that's what we're going to have to wait and see how all that turns on out.
0: Yeah, for sure, Lamont and. You know, as we, as we talked about those high expectations, this team clearly has not lived up to them. So I'm curious, from what you're seeing, what's what's the vibe in the clubhouse? Because like, there's some big names missing. You know, uh, how much are they missing? Guys like Tim Anderson and Johan Moncada. Is the is the clubhouse vibe feel different this year?
2: No, I mean, you know, the, the funny thing is, uh, you know, obviously that was that was one of the questions throughout last year as well. It's just sort of how these guys clicking, how's everything going? Obviously, you, you take out uh someone who has such a live personality, a large personality as Liam Hendricks. Uh, you know, you know, not having him in the mix throughout even, you know, he was there uh, during a portion of, of, of spring training and so like and, and I thought that really brought the clubhouse together. It sounds like he's going to be in town uh this week and so we we might have the chance to to talk to him and and, and get a little bit of an update from that perspective as well and so i'm sure the guy's going to be so excited just to see him and the fact that you know the the progress that he's made has just been remarkable right Mm -hmm. um so but but yeah but that's someone who you know who was such a huge who is such a large character and a large personality in that clubhouse. Um, so, so, so not having him there, obviously, you know, take, take away the, the baseball aspect of it. Uh, just, just what he brings to the clubhouse on a day in and day out basis. Uh, is, is something that's missing. Um, you know, obviously Tim, Tim's been there, you know, even throughout the, the you know, until this past weekend when he was in Charlotte, uh, you know, he, he, he traveled with the team to uh, um, Toronto and, and so, so he, so he's been around, you know, making that progression, you uh, um, and so, but but it's different from actually being in the clubhouse and then actually being able to perform on the field. I, I, you sure. know, I wrote something. Uh, I think there this year, you know, during this span, like, the three and fifteen when when he doesn't and he's not in the starting lineup yeah. this year. They're so so just just them. the. Yeah. And, 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 it's sort of, you know, like, obviously we've had some questions about how the, the lineup construction has happened since. And they, they, they had Robert up at the top of the lineup, probably, probably a little, a little too often, you know, Ben was, mm-hmm. was it kind of able to do some things at the top of the lineup, but, but t- Tim at the top of the lineup gets everything going. And so, so you need uh have Tim at the top to kind of let that lineup go the rest of the way that it needs to go. Uh, so, so getting him back tomorrow will be huge. Uh, I mean, Johan, I mean, I don't know, you know, like, like, you know, we're, right. we're just sort of dealing on a day-to-day basis just to see uh, what his status is going to be and when, when he's going to be able to kind of, you know, they say he's making progress, but, but you know, when, when this started, uh, you know, there was, there was, a belief when, I think we were in uh, Minnesota at the time, like, I believe it was Minnesota at the time when, when they said, well, you know, he, he might be ready by this, this upcoming weekend. And then that kept kept and pushed back and then he went on the, the IL. Um, and, and then we got the updated about, about the disc in the back. And so, so, excuse me. It's a situation where you know, luckily or, or fortunately for them, you know, Jake Berger has performed uh, exceedingly well, uh, mm-hmm. and so so it's been a situation where they you know where uh, obviously the, you know Johan. Was playing throughout that up until that Pittsburgh series. uh, Obviously, had a ton of success at the World Baseball Classic, and he sort of rolled that into the start of the regular season. So it it looked like we were seeing some signs of that 2019 Yohan before that. Before that, actually, sort of kind of started acting up. He had a really rough series against the Pirates, um, and that led to the the problems, and that led to him going on the IL eventually. And so, uh, you know. I, I would like to say, hey, you know, when he, when when this lineup is completely healthy and ready to go, we can kind of see. But you know, who knows when that's going to exactly be? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get a little bit of a snippet tomorrow with Tim. Uh, but yeah. but the, but, the, but the clubhouse. I think the clubhouse has been 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 okay. I mean, yeah, obviously. Yeah, you know, one of the things I liked. Um, yeah, the, the, one of the games in Toronto. Uh, uh, Ze, uh, Sebi Zavala. I mean, he he was really were, you know, these guys don't like to lose, and and, no. and the fact that he he was, you can tell uh, when we had the chance to talk to him after after one of the games, you know, he he the, the anger and, and the, the you know just just wanting to kind of will them to kind of get a victory, and so so the guys, you know, they, they know, <laughs> you know, they're, they're living it on a day to day basis, um, you know, just how important uh, yesterday was to finally kind of get off that snide. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was a great feeling for sure. And, I, and Andrew Vaughn's post game after the game, he just said, hey, did, did we actually win a baseball game? And said, Yeah, you know, you got to start somewhere. But uh, going back into the clubhouse, I'm just curious from from last year to this year, kind of what you're seeing as the differences between Tony La Russa's clubhouse and Pedro Grafal's, if anything comes to mind.
2: Uh, I mean, you know, it's one of those situations where I think uh, it it kind of, it all starts with the players, Um, you know, and I I really felt like throughout camp uh, you had the right mix of guys, even guys that aren't here, you you bring back a a Billy Hamilton, and he sort of was like a little bit of a spark for the guys throughout the clubhouse. Uh, You know, someone like Hanser Alberto, that's one of the things that he's sort of known for is being sort of a good clubhouse guy. So, so, so those guys sort of like brought sort of that veteran presence through camp, uh, and, and it seemed like you know a looser camp. It seemed like uh, you know it seemed like a more uh, like a focused camp from the standpoint. Not more focused because you know I, I think there was a responsibility that the guys had uh, last year in trying to, to to elevate to that next level that that just never happened. Um, but but it, it seemed like you know th- there was there was maybe a little bit of a of a weight lifted not having the pressures of being that of being the the hunted. You know, yeah. you know, not, of not being that, you know, of being back in that underdog sort of role, um, and and so, so so you know, and then they go to Houston and and they play pretty good baseball, right? You're, you're 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 watching them raise the banner, you're you're watching them get their rings, and you're still and you're able to split a series against against the Astros, and and, and you're coming out of that series, and the pitching was really strong in that series. It was. And, I, and I thought, all right, well, this this the ball club. That she that can win some can win some games and they haven't and and they just yeah, that, that, that's the home series against the Giants was just so deflating uh from the stand you know all the home runs that they allowed you, you, you mentioned it earlier Zem, the, the fact that it's been a little bit of one series it's the pitching that doesn't show on up uh, the next series it's the hitting that doesn't show up uh you know one thing that I thought uh you know had improved from last year was the defense but you know yeah obviously that series against minnesota they, they instead of winning two out of three they lost two out of three and partially because of the poor defense that was played throughout the series you've seen some you know this this past series you saw some just some uh, like head scratching plays that the the pop-up uh, that that led to it in shallow right center field that led to a sacrifice fly uh, those are those are the things that the fundamentals aspect that was one of the things that paid to really stress and to see that falter from you know with that play with sosa and 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 Andrews at, at second base uh, and also the other, the and also the other night with 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 Robert you know just, just seeing those type of things kind of kind of kind of creeps creep on in reminds you of last year which is something that you don't want to see whatsoever and so uh, you know it has been a little bit of everything that's that's let this team on down um, and so if, if we can get to a sense of yeah, finally, you saw the bats not strike out. Obviously, that, that, was, that was crucial. You know, I think I wrote uh, something today that in that ninth inning, uh, they had five two strike hits uh, during during that last inning. And obviously, coming Amazing. off that series in Toronto, uh, where they struck out one, in one game seventeen times. You know, you know the, the, the fact that they're able to make make contact and put the ball in play and let things happen. Good things can happen if you just, just make contact, as they saw last night. And so. It's, it's, it's been an all around struggle. It's, it's you know, obviously the the big thing uh, that everyone's pointed to is just the you know the, the chase rate. You know, there's just not seeing the improvements on a day in a day out basis from the at bats. Uh, but but you know you, you can't walk guys, and if they've walked too many players or batters. Uh, you, you you can't make the the fundamental uh, mental miscues and expect expect to beat a team like Tampa Bay. Uh, and so you got to sharpen up all the way around if this team wants to. Start slowly digging out of this huge hole.
0: Yeah, definitely got to dig out, right, Zim?
1: Absolutely. One of the things that might help them along that digging out of that hole, you know, something you touched on earlier as well, the uh, the shot in the arm that these guys might need. Um, You know, I was hoping that the Liam Hendricks news would help with that, but maybe him actually – Joining them on the team again will help. You know, he, as as we all know, he's been fighting cancer and is officially in re- remission. Um, do you know how close he is to making his return? You know, Sox fans, players all love him. And, you know, he, he's the best story in baseball, especially for the White Sox so far this year. But just overall, I, I don't think there's anything greater than this in the game right now.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully get a little bit of an update, uh, you know, when, when we have a chance to see him uh, sometime this week, either tomorrow or Wednesday or Thursday um, and kind of get, you know, obviously the, the Sox uh, put out the video the other day of him down in Arizona uh, on the mound. And so that's one of the things that, uh, you know, him being at uh, at spring training camp and he was he was throwing, you know, uh, during during portions of, of camp. And so so when he started. After after the announcement that he was that he was cancer free, uh, you know he already had somewhat of a base to kind of to kind of go with, and so, excuse me, it might be a situation where um, you know pretty soon we we might be able to see him out out on a rehab assignment down you know in, in Charlotte or or or. or or Birmingham or wherever, uh, but but hopefully we'll, we'll get a little bit of a, of a little more of a clearer sense here in, in the next two or three days from that standpoint. You know, the, the Sox have sort of like said, and and this is and this is the way to go about it as well. You know, they're they're kind of going at uh, at the pace that Liam is most comfortable at, and so you know, obviously something something like this, uh, you know, there isn't a chart, right? There isn't a, like there isn't they say there isn't like you know, hey, you know, we can we can kind of expect uh, you know someone has. Uh, uh, a foot injury or something like that we can expect like 2 2 to 3 weeks or something like that there, you know there, 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 there isn't really a chart for something uh that like like what Liam was going on through and so and and obviously each person is a different individual from that standpoint and so The White Sox have been really cautious, been really careful, and they've sort of let Liam sort of dictate the pace, which is the right thing to do. And so, like I said, we'll we'll hopefully hear Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, or or Thursday, we'll get a little bit more of a clarity as far as like what that next step is uh, in Liam's uh, progression. I mean, because obviously, you know, from the from obviously, it's just a you know, it's a great story, uh, uh, regardless of baseball. But now that you know, now that we're in that, now that we're in that baseball. portion of it you know that that, that's, that adds another element and and you start thinking well you know because because this bullpen has been you know uh yeah it, uh, it's a been, roller coaster it, yeah uh, and so it's been a situation where they they, they you know they to, to have that security blanket at the end of the, at the back end where you where you know that you can have liam in the ninth inning and then you kind of uh, build backwards from there. You know that that, that sort of sets up, and, and obviously with with uh, Garrett Crochet uh, recently going on starting his rehab assignment yeah. as well. So that that's you know that's two uh, you know potentially that's big two arms. big arms that you can at boost up that bullpen a little bit, which that de- desperately needs it as well.
0: They they do desperately need some help. That's for sure. But
1: desperately is an understatement. <laughs> yeah. For...
0: <laughs> but uh, in terms of the offense, you know, friend of our friend of the show and who was on on the off with us, Jake Berger has been a bit of a revelation for the White Sox this season. You could put arguably in the team MVP area right now with his performance. You know, he has he, in your opinion, cemented his spot in the big leagues at this point, even when Mancata returns.
2: Oh, I mean, yeah, you know, that's going to be really. I mean, yes, uh, you know, he he had a he had a, like, he had a terrific. Uh, spring and so so it was going to be really uh tight as, you know, he was one of those last guys uh that, that that didn't make the ball club come out of out of spring training uh but, but because you know the bat travels. i mean the bat is you know major league ready and and so it's just a question of you know where where can they play him uh defensively how much how often would he be able to you know be able to contribute from that defensive standpoint obviously with the addition of uh Oscar you know you had you're going to have mostly uh, Eloy as a designated hitter. And so, so there's those opportunities. The question was sort of how, if you're going to have Jacob, how are you going to be able to utilize him? But, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, he has performed so well that you have to kind of make a you know, figure out a way to get him on end. Does that mean uh, having Eloy in right field more often? Um, that, that might be the case. Um you know, you have to kind of figure out. You know, does that mean, uh, you know, obviously having that first option back if, you know, having him available to play third base if uh, if Yohan needs a day off or first base if if Andrew needs a day off. You know, those are the those are the type of things that you're going to have to figure out, and you have to get, give him enough at bats as well because when he, when he's in the lineup, he's doing some serious damage, and so the the you know the, that's going to be something interesting to see uh you know if and when when Johan comes on back uh just just how they utilize uh, uh Jake because because he he deserves to remain in the big leagues and he deserves an opportunity to help this offense out in any way that you know any way that they can because he, he his bat has been uh so valuable so far uh for the, for the team this season
0: and he's looked good at third he made some great plays yesterday two diving plays one of them you know he didn't get the out but he made his best effort on that throw, and the first play was just an absolute dime—a dive and a dime. So, I've been impressed with everything I've seen from Jake. So, I'm with yeah, you, man. I, I hope yeah, so.
2: Yeah, we saw, uh, like you know, before the game, uh, he was working with the, uh, the fielding coordinator, just uh, just out, uh, right in front of the dugout, just taking extra ground balls, just you know, just getting just getting in And those, yeah, you know, he's out there doing that on a daily basis, and you can see uh, some of the improvements that he's been able to make defensively
1: and it's awesome to see cause it's something that he himself highlighted when he came on our show in the off season and said, and we said, what have you been working on? And he said, my defense. And it's like, it's awesome to see it reflect on the field. Cause you know, he's worked hard at it. And it seems like a lot of these guys on this team have w- worked on their defense and some of them definitely haven't, but you know, <laughs> it's a story for a different day. <laughs> um, I'm going to take kind of a, a left turn from our little sheet here. Um, and, and go off of that last question. Does, uh, do you think that having somebody like Berger on this team, does that make it easier to move off of somebody like Yoan Moncada, who's seemingly always hurt somebody like Tim Anderson, who might fetch you a nice price? Um, you know, if you want to tear the whole thing down, you know, does does it, having a piece like that make you more comfortable to start doing this? Do you think that's something the Sox would consider, or am I just a, am, am I just a, a fan who's had too much losing? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm always <Yes>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm always uh, cautious of yeah. Obviously, the, the way that uh, the season is going, uh, when when you get cl- if if things continue the way that they are, uh, when you get closer to the uh, trade deadline um you know those those are serious discussions that you have to have as far as you know uh in the case of maybe someone like like lucas who's who's, who's contract who's gonna be a free agent at the end of the yep. season um you know you mentioned tim who has a couple you know they, they can bring on back with a club option and so uh but but you know the the, the more that a, that a team uh, another team can get out as far as years you know that, that's the more attractive a player can be as well and so those are those are all questions that need to be asked you know as far as just uh, how that how that how you know how Jake's start or someone's start plays into that I, I don't I don't particularly think that would be the case because it's a situation where you know a player might be hot in April and then you know you, you might have a, a, a slump in May and then and then you're questioning well now what do we do with this well and so so I, you know I'm always cautious as far as like you know my, you know April starts obviously a couple of years ago uh, who's the talk of uh, well, who's the talk of White Sox baseball? You're me, Mercedes, right? Uh, oh. And so, so, you know, it would have been, you know. He fell we off the cliff. Right, right. You know, <laughs> we, we would have had, it, it would have been the same sort of conversation a couple months ago, uh, or a couple years ago from, from that standpoint. So you're, you're always, you know, you want, you want to see it on a, on a consistent day in on day out basis. Obviously, Jake's track record, you know, having the chance to see him do it last year uh, and in and part, and and parts uh, definitely helps that that cause. So, so you know it's it's different from that perspective. It's not someone that's you know that's fresh up in the major leagues, first opportunity and and and, and making that splash that, like Germin did last year. But but I think in general, generally speaking, uh, you know when someone ha- has that sort of hot April, uh, you don't want to make too much too many assumptions. Well, we can start we can move on from this player X or this player Y, because this player is is off to such a nice start. And so that's always something that you have to kind of be comfortable or careful with. Uh, But, but I think that, you know, the, the, the general tone as far as what this team does uh, as the trade deadline nears, if, if they're, if, if this team is still uh, eight or nine games back, you know, as, as we're nearing that time, you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to hear a lot of names. You know, I I remember uh, (laughs) what just one of the games, After one of the games the other day, I tweeted out the score and and just you know, you know, worst uh, start to the season since nineteen, blah blah blah, Uh, and then like (laughs) I got flooded. I got flooded by a lot of Dodger fans who are like, you know, you know, Tim would look really nice in in Dodger blue, and so it's like you know, so so yeah, that that talk is already out there from from other fan bases, Uh, but but you know, again, I think it's it's one of those situations where you have to kind of. Uh, just see how see how things look, unfold a little bit more. And then as you get kind of closer to the trade deadline, just see, uh, see where things stand from that standpoint.
0: And we have so many injuries anyway. We're only one injury away from, you know, <laughs> needing that extra guy. So uh, I hear you, Lamont, there for sure. But, you know, to step away specifically from White Sox talk and to talk just baseball in general, you know, as someone who lives and breathes the game, I'm just curious, what's your opinion so far of the rule changes this season? You know, it's only been a month, but just curious from what you've seen, what are your thoughts on the new rule changes?
2: Oh, I've I've absolutely loved them. Um, yeah, you know, and, and it's not just the standpoint of, of the ball games. Sort of, I, I, th- I think the ball games have been uh, more crisp. Uh, just 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 in general, you guys guys have to be, uh, you know, infielders, outfielders, they have to be on the toes, day you know, pitch in and pitch out because every 15 seconds, that, that, that ball's being delivered to the plate, and so. Uh, I, I think you're seeing uh, some cleaner baseball uh, because because guys are just so much more in tune uh, to to what's happening on a pitch by pitch basis. Um, you know, if, for, for the, like like when when I was when I was growing up, <laughs> uh, a ground ball up the middle was, was a base hit. And, and now it's a base hit again uh so so yeah. so so seeing seeing that uh kind of you know kind of brings me on back to to my to my uh my youth uh just growing up you know now i've gotten so accustomed uh when a ball is hit up the middle uh to be like you know six three or four three you know put out that first base put mm-hmm. it in my scorebook and, and now you know now, now that's a hit again um i, I just think like overall. Um, you're seeing games uh, played, they just seemed a little more crisp, a little more clean. And I, I definitely think that that has something to do with the fact that, that that fielders have to be on their toes and they have to be ready to go on a pitch by base, pitch basis because guys aren't just sort of holding on to the ball, trying to figure out what they're going to throw, having a, you know, waiting and waiting, waiting, and then, and then making the pitch. And so, so I, I've been a big fan of, of every, of, of almost all the changes, obviously the stolen bases as well. Um, you know, you're seeing teams take advantage of that. Uh, you know, uh, just, I, I think I saw, I read something today, like 40% uh, increase as far as stolen bases are concerned uh, for wow. this portion of the, of the month uh, of the season. And so, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's added some different elements and it's also added, it's, it's also another layer of, you uh, you know one one thing that i think we all really love about the game is just sort of the uh the strategy involved as well there, there there's some new elements of, of of strategy strategy that has to be involved with the game um that that, that i think i have enjoyed as well and so i don't i don't, I don't know what uh i don't know what i'm missing yeah you know, as far as like like you know it's like well you know what I, I, I there's there's nothing that i can pinpoint and say you know i really wish they wouldn't have done this because i miss uh, X, or I miss y. you know, all the all these changes that have been made, I think have benefited the game.
0: yeah, I caught my first game yesterday this season, and I was just amazed how it just feels so much quicker in the ballpark. yeah, you know. It, and yesterday was really yesterday does. was an
2: actual yesterday was an actual long one. So, so but but right. but it, but even but even but even so, it was like, like over three hours. But it was still like nine ball game. And so, whereas that might have been a four hour game in the past, uh, you know, you're exactly. able to get on out. And it like I I remember looking it up and like the fourth or fifth inning. I was like, oh, right, we're already in the fourth or fifth inning. And then it kind of slowed on down from there. But, but yeah, I mean that that's that's the thing. Like you 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 got to get. In your seat for the first pitch because before you know it, uh, you know, you're you're an hour in and you're already in the in the bottom of the fourth inning.
0: And quick quick segues in before I pass it back to you, you know we're talking about rule changes that happen, but I'm just curious about one that's on the docket. Just curious, your thoughts on robo umps?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I haven't had a chance to take a look at too many of my early games to see how that's. Uh, works on out i mean i'm sure that's going to be one that that'll be really interesting uh because because yeah the, the, having that uniform strike zone is one thing um uh but but just sort of like you know those those high strikes you know it's like it's like are you are we, are we really going to call like that top 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 of the box now mm-hmm. yeah, that's and so you know that, that's the hitter that's the former hitter in me well really poor hitter in me uh, <laughs> uh, you know advocating for, for, for batters from that standpoint uh, but but yeah so that, that, that'll be something definitely uh, uh, taking a look at it. yeah again I, I again I haven't watched a ton of minor league baseball just to see uh, how how that all is operating and how and what what the feedback has been from from guys uh, going on through the systems and things of that nature and so that, that, that'll be something because you know it's coming yeah, you're right. It, it it is that it is that it's, it is part of that next wave, yeah. um, and and so it'll be really interesting just to see how. I, I think the players have you know, all spring long. Uh, you know, the the, the the rules that we have, the new rules that we have in place now, uh, they're they're the big topic of of conversation throughout uh, spring training, and and you know. The, Especially things like the disengagements um, and and just sort of adjusting to that that level, and also you know also just kind of the the older players or the, the veteran players um, who didn't have the chance to go through a pitch pitch clock uh, down to the minors, just sort of how are they, how are they going to adjust? On a day in and day out basis with uh with that aspect of it and I, and I think for the most part yeah there's a little that, that series against the pirates uh was a little sloppy from both teams that both both sides that, that was one that, but that's really the only series uh that i can recall in which it became a major issue uh as far as the pitch clock has been so concerned i think i think the white Sox have have adjusted pretty well throughout other than that other than that Pirates series and like i said in that series it seemed like both the pirates and and white Sox were getting called with it and so so you know, the, give it give it the spring for the guys to to adjust, and and once we get you know through like halfway through April, sort of like with this, I'm sure that everyone will be rolling and, and ready for for if if and when that robo umpire comes. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> I tell you, I'm not entirely
1: against it, but I also want to see how it goes first. So I'm yeah. I'm all for the experimenting in the minors there. <laughs> you know and hey, it, it's worked with a few of these rule changes in the past. I mean, I think the pitch clock's been in the minors for what like three seasons now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they really, they really took their time, fleshed it out, made it what it is. It still feels a little rushed, I think to some guys, but overall I think it it has improved the experience, especially in the ballpark. And you know, really? speaking of the experience in the ballpark, moving from the field to the stands, you know, as a spectator so far this season, have you gotten a chance to try any of the new dishes at the stadium? <laughs> have Have you picked out any favorite items? Or are they giving you guys like really nice stuff up in the press box? This or
2: how's that, how, not, how
1: is it out there?
2: Yeah, no, not yet. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I you know we were down in spring training when they when they introduced all of the the new. Uh, the new food. And I, you know, I want to check out the, the, the chicken. I want to ch- check out the the, the the tenders and the, and the fries and, and, but I haven't had the chance to do that quite yet. I, I've been just pretty much just bringing it. Like, hey, we haven't had, we haven't had a ton of home games, right? So, so maybe as we get, you know, get a little bit more into the season, uh, I have a little more chance for the most part, I'll, I'll just bring something from, from home, uh some some leftovers and so 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 yeah i I still have to get on out and check on out some of the some of the new foods and things of that nature uh but because some of the some of the things on the list do look pretty good.
1: They do. I mean I'm I'm in Denver so I don't get out there very often so when I do I'm usually like can we go to that stall in that place and I want to go to that one and like I'm like engorged by the fourth inning. (laughs) Joe can attest to it. We went to a game a couple years ago. But um, uh you have do you have any particular spots like near or around the stadium? Any local spots in Chicago, or or even uh, on the road? Any of the stadiums out there that's like that's a spot I gotta hit this time.
2: When I'm on the road, uh, let's see. I, I you know, let's see some of, some of my favorite places on on the road. You know, I'm so custom, obviously, with all the AL Central spots. Uh, uh, you know, there's there's like a yeah, the, the, in Minneapolis there's a place called the loon that's really close like right around the corner from uh, from the ballpark uh, they have, there's a, a couple of really good pizza pizza places pizza Lushi. and I'm just thinking Minnesota because we were we were just up there and so uh, so so those are those are a couple of places uh, uh, that, that we that I most definitely had uh, after after the games uh, Cleveland um, you know, I'm trying to – like I'm trying to think where, where we go to Cleveland. There's uh, there, there's there's a, there's a spot and I can't re- remember the name right now. But like usually we actually see uh, some some umpires that are, <laughs> that's that, that, that's oh, nice. sort of hangout as well. And so I often I often remember I can't think of the name right now. But but it's but it's right around the corner from the ballpark as well. Uh, you know uh, Detroit. Uh, you know for the, for the most part I just sort of uh, you know, stay at the we stay mostly around like there's a Renaissance uh, that we stay at for the most part there. And and they have a nice little uh, hotel uh, bar slash restaurant that that I eat when I go to Detroit. And so Kansas city though, that's, that's, that's the one that's, it's so different because there's not really much right around uh, the ballpark. Love the ballpark. That was where my first uh, rolled game covering the socks for the Tribune was, uh, but, but you have to go back, you have to go back downtown uh, to, to kind of hit any of the spots uh, down there, and so you know all, all the good bar- all the all the good barbecue places are, are scattered throughout throughout the city. And so uh, whenever I go to KC, um, uh, it's, you know this this time, you know definitely hit a couple couple barbecue spots. Uh, uh, the the you know, Arthur Bryant's right right uh, right down the block from the uh, uh, Negro League. Uh, museum. And so check yeah. that out and, and then go get some author brands as well. Um, so, so those are those you know, having the opportunity to, to go to those uh, AL central spots, uh, you know, two, a couple, two or three, well now, now we're down to two uh, with the, with the new addition to the schedule. That's, that's another change that I thought I've really liked as well. Uh, having, having the chance to play every single team, getting the opportunity to see, uh, you know, every single, every single ball club, every, you know, getting the chance to go now, Uh it, within the two year cycle to every single stadium, I'm down, I think I'm down to, to three, three to go. And, and was, you know, the, the Sox play in Washington, uh, play, play, in D, play in DC. So I'll get the chance to go to that ballpark for the first time. And that'll just leave uh, Sweet. Miami and uh, Philly as the last two that I have, that I have to see throughout to get all 30. And so looking I forward to, 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 to doing that. yeah, <laughs> <That's>, that, <laughs> that, that, that definitely looks to be the case for sure. <laughs>
0: Well, that's a fantastic location too, right? Down the street from where the Raiders play—that'll be—that'll be cool. A lot cooler than the Oakland Coliseum, that's for sure. But oh, I'm, uh,
2: I'm, I'm, not, I'm not looking forward to that possum. Last year when we were there, yeah, you know, there, there, there's always some—there's always a colony of ants that we have to deal with. But but you know the possum—I oh kept—I I, kept—I kept looking around to see if, if the possum was there, but no, no possum last season. I hope and I hope they get rid of it again. <laughs> get rid of it before before you go there in uh, in June this year.
0: It doesn't even not? sound like a real story, like when people say <laughs> it. Like it, it. Like, it sounds like, th- wait, this is a major league facility and there's possums? I mean, that's wild.
2: Yes. Have yeah, you seen it in either.
0: person many times or just uh, how many?
2: we we've just dealt with the with with uh with ants like uh, that's that's the big thing in, in our portion of the press box is just sort of like uh you know n- knowing to, to kind of you know watch your food because because there's going to be there's going to be some ants coming around for you and so uh but yeah but you know the, the last year we, we had heard the story of the possum last year and so i was aware of it uh but 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 we did you know the, but there weren't any possum sightings last year um, and then obviously the story that the that the Mets announcers told why they couldn't use the booth uh you know that that, that added another layer of, of of scaring me this year <laughs> and so so definitely you know not not uh not totally looking forward to that portion of, of that Oakland trip uh, uh, uh you <laughs> know but but you know that, that ballpark is, is is again you know I haven't the Growing on up, watching watching those uh, those A's teams with, uh, you know making those making those World Series, uh, that, that was always I have really good memories of growing up and watching you know watching that Giants watching part of the Giants series, the, the Dodgers series, obviously the, the Red Series of the, in, in 1990 as well, uh, and so uh, so so and then obviously the, the playoffs, the, the the Wild Card series that the Sox were involved in, even though it was the 2020 series and there weren't any fans oh, yeah. there, uh, but just just being there. Uh, for that was 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 a pretty special uh memory that i have and so um so 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 from that perspective you know that, that ballpark stands out to me but yeah they, they really gotta you know they, they gotta take care of it before you know before they like you said move, move wow. to Vegas
0: yeah there's still a little bit of time so they gotta they gotta maintain it in the meantime so uh but no that's great hearing hearing all those stories Lamont that's great and And we can never thank you enough for all the time and coming on the show every year with us. It's our third season. It's your third time being on the show. So we can't thank you enough. And, you know, why don't you talk about, you know, some of the stuff you got going on at Tribune. Obviously, you cover the team and where people can read your information. So if you just want to let our listeners and viewers know uh, where they can check you out
2: oh well, sure thanks as always no, first off thanks as always this is always a blast i always enjoy the conversation with you guys thanks. um yeah you know, it, it, likewise it, oh yeah and uh as far as just uh where, where people find me uh my stories are at uh, chicagotribune.com uh you know and obviously or you can pick up a paper on a daily basis i, I still still love the the, the print product yeah. uh um and and then also you read me at a, you know my my twitter handle there lamon pope as well uh, i put out all the stories there link to all the stories as well and so um those are those are the best opportunities and best chances to, to read us and see see how this team uh tries to fight its way out of of this huge huge hole they find themselves in right now
0: well oh, hey lamon like you said earlier they got a they got a nice schedule coming up in may so let's capitalize on it and uh, you know, if all things go go well with the baseball gods, maybe they'll turn things around in this bad AL Central division, and maybe we'll be talking to you before the playoffs in October. We'll be on the optimistic side of things. How about that?
2: <laughs> all right,
0: <laughs> lamont's Like all right, man. He goes. I'd, I'd rather cover a winning team. <laughs> which, which, hey, after after May, maybe they'll 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 scrap their way back, but. Uh, nonetheless, Lamont, we can't thank you enough for giving you, uh, giving us all this great content, and for giving us so much of your time on your off day. So we'll let you get back to it. But again, Lamont, thank you so much for being a friend of the show, and just for always uh, just being in our corner, and for all the great coverage of the White Sox. Uh, we really appreciate it.
2: Oh, thanks, thanks once again, fellas. Anytime.
0: All right, Lamont, have a great night, and thank you. Uh, let's 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 go beat uh, the Twins tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, thanks, Lamont. Take care, Lamont Pope. Everybody, best in the business. Make sure you go follow him on social media at Lamont Pope. He's on Twitter, um, and then I, I believe I saw he's got a Facebook page as well. And of course, go to Chicago Tribune and check out all his content. Um, pick up a paper or go to the website and subscribe. Either way, uh, all all great stuff there. And Zim, before we get to the rest of the show, we are going to pop out for a quick commercial break. Let me get rid of the ticker at the bottom of the screen. There it goes. And uh, if I could find the commercial, here we go. So we will be right back after this commercial break.
2: Greg Gabriel, former director of scouting for the Chicago Bears.
0: This guy's more of a move guy than a Y. He's not very strong. He needs to get stronger, especially in the lower body.
1: Danny Shimon, professional scout for player agents. An intriguing background. The more you watch him, the more you like this kid. quality kid that caught a lot of people's eyes at the East-West Shrine game. Between the two of them, they
2: posted over 100 scouting reports for Bears fans.
1: I love him, and I think that he is a perfect three in this game.
2: For just $10, you can have access to every one of those videos.
1: Marvin Mims, he's quick, fast, consistently gets open.
0: He gets in and out of cuts very, very quickly.
2: Just go to patreon.com
0: forward slash barroom draft. And we are back with South Burbs Hitman. Again, a huge thank you to our guest, Lamond Pope. The guy just covers this team like nobody else. Uh, Guy knows it inside and out and just great friend of the show. So, again, huge thank you to Lamond. It's just wild wild hearing about the possums in the press box in Oakland and and mounds of ants. That's all stuff I didn't know, Zim. Uh, I tell you what, Lamond knows how to have a good time, man.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know if we really want to talk about good times at the Oakland A's Stadium after the scandal that happened was at the very beginning of this year, the end of last year. <laughs> but
0: we, yeah, we won't. I tell you what is
1: what has not been a good time, and that is watching the Chicago White Sox this season.
0: The season, um, the, the specifically the last two weeks, you went mean, on the honeymoon at your best possible time, man.
1: If you want to talk the last two weeks specifically, sure. As a season-long ordeal, I mean, it, it ordeal, I mean th- this team's been so bad that Vinny gave up on him. Like, come on. Vinny's like one hey, of the most positive guys I know. <laughs>
0: speaking of Vinny, his jersey, his devils are up 2-0 end of the second period.
1: Good for him. I hope he has a great night, honestly. I hope that he gets something to celebrate tonight and that uh, he has to miss a few more shows but because he's covering that team a little longer, because because he deserves to enjoy himself.
0: <laughs> yeah, not 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 wallowing misery like us. Right? That's right.
1: That's right. So, yeah, I mean, just overall, it's been it's been rough. There's not been one particular thing that's been better than anything else. It's all just kind of been bad. I mean, I think we have a Tony La Russa quote from last year that or something. I don't remember something about terrible, it all awful no terrible.
0: excuse
1: that's just it
0: that's the clip was, that plays during our adam dud segment i think we'll there's another it. one
1: from john fox from several years ago on the bears you know off, offense was bad coaching was bad it's all bad you know just but we're used to it in chicago is the worst part I, I think that's worse than anything is the fact that we're just like numb to it at this point it's like all right we're 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 in for another season of this i guess
0: yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm literally not even going to do a Pedro's pen segment today because I mean, when you lose 10 straight and then uh, we can briefly talk about yesterday's game because it was a, it was a thumbs up, but
1: yeah. The, when you but,
0: lose 10 straight, I mean, there's just nothing you're doing is working. And, and as Lamond and you both pointed out, they're losing it a different way every single game. You know, I, I'm just hoping that this win, this walk-off win yesterday where these bats came alive in the ninth and, Maybe that that's the spark that they need, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I mean, I hope it's the spark. It, it felt like a game that could be, but I mean, you know, as we discussed earlier as well, how many times have we said that in the last season and a half? Like it's like that's the one that's gonna get them over the hump. This is the spark that they needed. And then it's like, oh it's a week later and, and we're right back to it, you know.
0: Yeah, back to poop in the bed.
1: You know the one bright side I'll give um, Pedro uh, as a manager is he did bench Robert, and that is the I, correct move in yep. that situation. Is absolutely what he should have done, especially if the guy is holding out on injury concerns. Like that's that's a detriment to the entire team, not just to himself.
0: I mean that's putting himself before the team. I mean you're, right. you're not gonna you you're not helping your team win if you're going out there and you're tight. And first off. I think it's a little crab anyway. I, I, I do. I mean, he did look a little gimpy, Maybe. but like there's there's sore and then there's tight. I think those are different things. So That's first off, is,
1: it, is he tight because he's slacking off and not stretching and not getting loose and just expecting his body to do well, things. He
0: he says he, he in his interview, it was the worst interview ever, first of all. Well, no surprise they should have no. benched him just for that. Like he, he didn't even know the name of the bench coach on the team that's embarrassing he had to ask his guy he had to ask around the name of the bench coach I mean what does that say about Luis Robert I mean that's horrible first off and then secondly he said it's because he was hustling so hard the game before I believe he went over four the day before so you tell me how much you were hustling I mean I'm not saying that he didn't Didn't try hard but
1: I mean he might have made a couple plays in the outfield but yeah
0: I got ripped on Twitter. I I, I probably overreacted a, li- a little bit afterwards. I said the White Sox should cut him. It's a hot take. And that's definitely a hot take. But like funny thing is like 80% of White Sox Twitter is like, yeah, cut his ass. And I'm like, and then like 20% of people said that I was a complete moron, which realistically they should bench him, maybe send him down to the minors for a couple of days to send a message and then trade him. <laughs> Uh, I've seen enough. The lack of effort. I mean, the defense has been the only thing that he's improved on. Um, again, I, I realize that they can't just cut them. There's a lot of things, a lot of reasons for that. One, they can get draft capital. Two, uh, there's money involved. And three, I just I was just mad because it was it was a really horseshit play, and I have no problem saying that out loud. Um, but I was just I had enough of Luis Robert. I, I and then. To, to see, you made a good point there, Zim. To see him get benched yesterday, and then Adam Hazley comes in and has a four for four day with a walk, and he's just the man on the field. He looked like a man on fire. So maybe that's what we needed, you know, to get Adam Hazley on the team and, and earn his spot. And maybe he can play center, he can play right sometimes. Um, I don't know. Something, Something, we needed a spark, and maybe that was it.
1: Yeah. Like I said, we, we've talked about the spark over and over and over again. I don't know if if that was it or if it's ever going to come. But uh, hey, three against a, a series or sorry, three against the division opponent. Hopefully they can at least make up a little bit of ground here. And if they do, that's when I'll start to kind of get back on board with it. Um, But the division sucks. The division is so bad and they can't even seem to win in the division. And that's where it's starting to get kind of concerning as well. So,
0: I I, did, I had a really rough time watching them this week because, and and I watched I watched almost every game this week, Zim, um, and it was like torture. And just for clarity, uh, yesterday is the first game I was caught of the season. I went with my two, my brother in laws yesterday, and it was a cold, rainy, wet day. And we sat in the seats until the seventh inning. Then we went up to that vis that bar upstairs. You know what I'm talking about. Now it's the VisiView View Bar. It's not Revolution anymore, but whatever. Right. Warmed up a little bit, and then we're walking through the outfield. It's raining, but we could you know, there was no one out there, so we're standing there watching out. You know, watching the game. It's the whatever it was, the top of the eighth or something like that. And that's when Rett Gonzalez dropped that routine fly ball. I don't know if you saw that play, Zim. Yeah. He drops that route. I literally, we're the only two guys in the outfield. My brother, one of my brother-in-laws in in the bathroom, the other one's with me, and we're the only two in the outfield and we're staring down and I'm just like, I'm like, oh, good. At least he's getting out of this inning. (laughs) He drops, he just totally missed it, man. It was awful. Um, So I feel, I mean, everyone's going to have a play like that from time to time. I mean, it's just when it rains, it pours, no pun intended with the weather that day. I feel, I feel good that they were able to pull off the win, So Romy doesn't feel so bad, but well, that's another thing is Luis pinch it. And then they put, they put Romy in for him in the yeah. outfield. So that's telling you, you know, there's clearly some stuff going on there and I'm going on a bit of, bit of a rant, but ah. clearly I've been pissed off. So
1: it's fair. This is, this is a therapy session at this point. You know, that's uh that's what I think the fan base needs. It's what I think we need. It's, it's, Sometimes you just got to lay it all out on the table and let it go. Um, So with that said, I mean, are, do we even have to touch on the Adam dud this week? I, I know we kind of already skipped one segment, but uh, I think the touch, whole team kind of earned it. Touch
0: briefly on it. Um, I just want to hear that tone of the rooster clip. So I'm, I'm, I'm
1: <laughs> go ahead.
0: It's uh, no excuse. It stinks or whatever the heck he says. So, uh, without further ado, we're going to talk about the guys that suck this week. And there's a lot of them because we lost 10 in a row in this week's Adam Dudd of the week.
1: You suck. You suck. Suck. Stupid. Ozzy. No excuse. What a dud. What a total, total dud.
0: Yeah, so there's a few, few to choose from here. So uh, if you're going, I have it sorted I mean, by average.
1: Can we just give it to Luis Robert? Like,
0: <laughs> I mean, Luis Roberts the dud of the week for me, that's, regardless that's, of his stats.
1: He's the dud of everybody's week. Um, and you know, <clears> and,
0: and and he only bat one, one eleven the last seven days. So I'm sorry, oh one o five even worse. So, but I mean, if you look at this.
1: Everybody else either hit better or had some RBIs or something. I mean, Sebi Zavala, I feel like almost doesn't count because, you know, he plays, what, one out of every five games. So
0: Well, he still can't hit a broad side of a barn right now.
1: Well, he's not there to hit the broad side of a barn. He's there to to catch and give Yaz's knees and hips a break. (laughs) So a guy doesn't. He's
0: not throwing guys out either, but that's beside No.
1: He's he's not a defensive catcher. He's not an offensive catcher. He's frankly, is a. Bullpen he's just catcher. he's just a catcher. He's a bullpen catcher, is what he is. But, hey, maybe he'll hit three home runs in a game again, and we'll all be chanting a different tune again.
0: Yeah, I mean, Lenny Sosa has been horrible. I I, I well, think I've seen enough out of him. And that's Randall the tough part with some week. of these
1: guys. You know, Grandal has bad weeks. He he's a hot and cold guy. Robert like outright, just had a terrible week. Colas and Sosa, like you kind of give a little more leeway to I think, because they're rookies and there's not a lot expected of them right now. Elvis Andrews is old. like the further we go up this list, the more it's like <sighs> you can understand why this team is the way it is, the longer I look at the roster sure. you know and, and the less I believe the hype and the more I look at the players individually for who they are. I'm like, man, this is about what I expect, honestly. I don't know why I would have expected anything else.
0: But I tell you what, though, getting Timmy back tomorrow and then pushing Elvis back to second, I think that's going to have a – I'm not going to finish that sentence. It, It could have positive effect on the team yes. i'll leave it at it's that. going to
1: have an effect on the team in some way shape or form right i mean but tim anderson is the lifeblood of this team we, i mean the the stats yeah. say it i don't know if i can quickly or easily find it but um
0: uh lamon was talking about it i think they they've they went like three for 15 or something and historically they're brutal without tim anderson yeah we need him back. Um, there's
1: something There's something like 50 games over 500 when he plays, and 20 games under when he doesn't. But yeah,
0: yeah, it's 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 horrendous. But obviously, the the duds that come to mind. Obviously, we said Luis Yaz, and both the catchers had hit shit weeks. Oscar Colas has been horrible. He's a guy that started off the season great, and uh, he's been been awful. Same thing with Sosa. Um, Romy Gonzalez's drop ball was was horrible um so those are some of the offensive duds but if we go to the pitching there's there's a couple of those here too
1: (laughs) this is where it's going to get gross
0: yeah so let's filter this by era it's to have some fun with earned runs here yeah so the last seven days um
1: yeah clevenger came out of whatever trance he was in and well, I mean that's
0: that's over two starts over the last seven days. No, I know,
1: but still, fourteen hits over two starts—that's still a lot. Yeah, and three four home walks. runs, eight earned runs. You know, four walks—that's not bad. Eleven strikeouts—that's not bad. But
0: I mean, well, and the and yeah. the funny thing is, Lance Lynn going into the seventh inning the other day with a no hitter, and he still got eight earned runs over two starts, eleven and a third. Yeah.
1: He took he took a no hitter into the seventh and gave up four yeah. earned runs on three hits. Yeah,
0: Aaron Bummer has been freaking awful. I've seen enough of Aaron Bummer. Ronaldo Lopez has been bad. He's not a closer. I think when we get, you know, when we get Liam back, you can put Ronaldo into the spot where he's more comfortable, and that's a long reliever. Graveman has not been good. I mean, this whole this whole lineup has been has been bad. I mean, Gregory Santos continues. To be unbelievable, he. We'll talk about him again in the other segment. Um, I, I saw him pitch yesterday, and he's just filthy, man. He's been the MVP of this bullpen. Joe Kelly fine looked like he was back to earth. I know I'm going off the rails a little bit, but I just I, there's nothing here that's like amazing stuff. Michael Kopech has been pedestrian.
1: Yeah. Well, and again, it's it's the same thing as when we look at the offense. When we look at the batters. You look at these guys, and you t- start looking at them individually, and really look at it, and you're like, "Yeah, that's probably about what I expect from them." The longer you look, the more it makes sense why this team is the way they are. I mean, I think Win yeah. is probably the biggest outlier. You know, it, it, this this start from Dylan Cease was honestly, it was it's terrible. It's probably the worst. It was bad. It was his start worst year. start of the year. I mean, I I, I expanded. He's a dud. On that. Yeah,
0: he's a dud this week for sure. You know, but, I mean uh, I know he can't bail you out every week, but he certainly just did not have it.
1: You know, you expect Lynn and Cease to, you know, even if they're not Cy Young contenders, you expect them to be in the upper half of the league. And the th- this last this losing streak, frankly, they haven't been. But outside of that, most of these guys are kind of doing what you expect them to do. And it's just like, ugh, this is really the team that we're looking at. This is this is this is the oh. team that we hyped up.
0: <laughs> you want to look at look look at the home run column here, Zim. This is the problem over the last seven days. 3, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 home runs over the last seven days. That is right. horse shit.
1: Well, and, you know, early in the season, I was chalking a lot of it up to pitch clock. Guys not adjusting, right? What have you. At this point, it's on the coaches. Like, the coaches got to get these guys in – the space to get this taken care of. If they're not conditioned, these guys need to be running five miles a day. You know, they got to do something to build that stamina up. They got to do something to be able to go quick and explosive every 20 seconds.
0: I mean, Clevenger could have easily given up two more in the first couple innings. The wind was blowing in and it knocked down some balls, the warning track, but I forget which shot it was. He gave up a bomb yesterday that probably went four and a quarter it was just an absolute moonshot. So like with that wind yesterday, uh, Clevenger's lucky that he didn't give up more. Uh He cannot make it the second time through a lineup. Uh, no, it's, it's really, really bad.
1: You know, a lot of these guys have struggled with that over the past. Well, three seasons. I think I called this out before the season even started with uh uh, with Ethan Katz, you know, this is what I wanted to see improved from this team. I wanted to see them get through the second and third time through the lineup, and they're still not doing it. And it, it it comes in when you look at the shift in pitching on this team, and when it really started to go sideways is when Don Cooper left and Ethan Katz came in. And I don't want to like stand there and point fingers at somebody when you know he's
0: on a hot seat right now, Zim. It's it's he you should be say it. Though.
1: That's it. He sh- it. he deserves to be on that hot seat when you objectively look at what's happening. Like there's there's a trend happening, and I'm not acting like I could do better. But this guy gets paid millions of dollars to do it, and I don't. Sure. So on
0: seventeen home seventeen home runs in a week cannot happen.
1: No, regardless of who you are, unless unless you are you know playing. I, no i mean there's there's no level where that's excusable honestly even in coach pitch like
0: <laughs> yeah and then travis makes a good comment in the in the chat he says there's all these guys that they could have got in the bullpen when liam announced he had cancer and they didn't get anybody and that's true they didn't they didn't was, do jack diddley in the offseason
1: that was this whole offseason this whole offseason was we got andrew benintendi aren't you gonna sign anybody and, yeah and we Mike signed Clevenger. Andrew. Well, don't and you need even, a pitcher? Oh yeah, we got then, Mike Clevenger. Wait, isn't even he with, on trial right now? Exactly.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, even with all that stuff, there was a million names you could have gotten on. You could have made a play on Zach Greinke. You could have made right. a play. I on, mean, and um, and,
1: and all, you know, I'm not trying to bring that up as any sort of character concern with Clevenger. That the 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 main reason I bring it up is that like this guy wasn't there. He wasn't available to you at a certain point in time, and you still didn't go out and do it. I'm not trying to say anything about the guy. I'm simply trying to point out that, like I said, he was not part of your team at a certain point in time because of those allegations, and you did exactly. nothing to take care of it from a from a uh, organizational standpoint.
0: For sure, man. And I, I'm, I'm not going to even play the put-it-on-the-board-players-of-the-week thing this week because... <laughs> There's, there's a couple that deserve it, but I'm not going to play it because I it's not worthy of us playing the clip. No. Um
1: there's two guys, you take one and I'll take the other.
0: <laughs> yeah, so if we go back to betting. I think we batting, know
1: who
0: they are. Yeah, it's and, and first off, we gave you we'll get to the pick to click after this, but we gave you Burger as the pick last week when you were gone and you win. The the the, the vote between Burger and Eloy on Twitter was you won by like 80%, so <laughs> yeah.
1: It wasn't um, particularly close because it was a
0: bit of a, I, I disqualified myself. I picked Luis Robert last right. week. So I just didn't even, I didn't even put him up there cause he wouldn't have gotten any votes anyway.
1: But um, yeah, I mean, Berger's the only guy who's actually played consistently all season long. So <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's like a, the, la- the top four guys, top five guys on this list are really the only ones you know worth talking about. You know, Adam Hazley came up and, and he just was raking. I mean, he went four for four yesterday, um, just for his performance alone. Yesterday, he makes this list, but I mean, he totaled seven bases in eleven at bats, and <laughs> yeah, I know he only had two RBI, but they were huge RBI. When you had six hits, look, he scored four runs, Zim. I mean, that, I'm impressed with what I've seen out of him. I say give him some more bats, but um, of course yesterday's walk-off hero, Andrew Vaughn, you know, he got a lot of those RBIs with that shot to win the game yesterday, but he's been having good at-bats, Zim, this week. You know, he's like you said, he hit 286. I mean, 16 total bases, which is wild. He's walking. Andrew Vaughn hasn't been walking this year, so three walks in a week for him is pretty good. I still don't like the seven strikeouts, but, I mean, that is what it is. It's part of his game. Scored three runs. He's getting on base. Um, I I like what I've seen out of Andrew Vaughn. So, I don't know. And then, of course, you had Jake Berger, who was, if it wasn't for that walk-off yesterday, would have led the team in RBI this week with four. I mean, he's another guy that just keeps getting it done. He scored five times this week, scored five runs. I'm looking, I believe he led the team in runs scored this week. He did. So, he's getting on base. He's scoring. He's walking, you know, his strikeouts went down. He's only had five this week for Jake. That's not horrible. And then Ben Attendi's getting on base. He's not getting RBIs, but he's getting on base and he's scoring. Well, he only scored twice, but that's more to the team than it is to anybody else. So, yeah. I mean, it it's really that. Aloy gets the honorable mention because he's finally starting to turn it around a little bit because he's been frustrating to watch. Um, hasn't hit any bombs, which is frustrating for a guy that's supposed to be a DH. Not recently. I think he's got like one or two on the year. Well, I can tell you right now. Hang on. Let's see. Where does Eli fall on this list? He's got two. I was right. Yeah. To, to the shock of no one, or Jake Berger leads the team in home well, runs. Well, yeah. So it's been wild. No, I mean,
1: Uh, Jake's been on a freaking tear, man. His his maximum exit velocity is in the top 1% of the league this year, which I believe he has the hardest hit ball in all of baseball this season. You know, his – what is this, expanded slugging percentage, something like that, is in the top percentage of the league. His hard hit percentage is in the top 8% of the league. I mean, the guy is – He's hitting the piss out of the ball. I mean, on his home runs so far this season, all the home runs he's hit, which there's seven of them, so that's a significant size. Yeah, only one of them has left his bat at under a under hundred miles an hour. And it was yeah, at I mean, 96 miles an hour.
0: He's just making crazy contact, man. <laughs> the he's guy is fantastic.
1: He's hitting it well. He's the lone bright spot on this team at the plate right now. He's got uh he's got a war of 0.5 which has more than doubled his career war so far this season. Yeah. His like that's that just tells you how good he's played so far. Um like you said, he's probably the MVP of this team and frankly if he was on a better team he'd probably be getting consideration for MVP of the league. Um
0: yeah, I mean really realistically like he's got more RBIs than Luis Robert. And he's only got 62 at bats compared to Luis Roberts 108. Um, he's got the higher WAR because his defense has been good, and he's you know he's been clutch sometimes, Robert. But I don't know. I take Jake Berger right now, maybe because he's the the man of the people. The That's and he's a friend great. of the show. I'm I'm a little partial towards him, obviously. But, but like, uh,
1: it's easy to be partial towards him right now, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's sure he's hitting 242, which. You know, but he's getting it done. He's getting, he's getting driving guys in. He's, you know, he's not getting to hit every time he's, he's walking too, which is nice. 242 is
1: about what I expect from a player like him though. Like that's exactly where he should be. He didn't, I mean, think about like Carlos Lee, right? Like that's yeah, kind El of Caballo. the kind of player he reminds me of, right? Where he just, mm-hmm. he hits the piss out of the ball. He doesn't make you a guffaw on defense, you know, good or bad. And he just he shows up. He gets the work done. Yeah. You know he, he's not going to get on base all the time, but three thirty three on base percentage. That's that's more than acceptable.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm texting Vinny for his pick to click. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot, no problem. I forgot to ask him.
1: Well, so I think it's fair to say, you know, my my Adam or er, not my Adam Dud. My um put it on the board player of the week is Jake Berger. You know, as you said, he he won our pick to click segment as well. Um, do you have any particular player that you'd like to highlight this week?
0: Uh I mean, I, I was really impressed with Adam Hazley. I know he's only had a couple of bats, but he he basically won us that base. I don't want to say it, I don't give him all the credit, but he definitely put us in a position to win yesterday going four for four with a walk. Um, and then also, I, I, I've seen good at bats this week from Andrew Vaughn. Um, happy to see him kind of turning that around a little bit. He, if he, if this team wants to win, Andrew Vaughn needs to hit, and he needs to hit dingers. So it's about time he started doing that. So uh, I'll go, I'll go with Vaughn. But obviously, my pick would have been Berger as well because he's just, he's just getting it done. So. Yeah, great. Like I great said, choices there. I
1: thought there were only two guys. I'd take one, and you took the other, and those are exactly the two guys I expected us to take. So, yeah, pretty much. I tell you what, the nice part of uh, nice part of Jake playing as as good as he has is I've got all these autographed rookie cards that I kind of bought just like heat of the moment because they were they were cheap, and I wanted to do some giveaways for us. And uh, yeah, now I'm just watching them climb in value. <laughs>
0: That's it, man. <laughs> I'm you know and 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 I'm I'm involved with a, a a youth fair in the area near near my house in Michigan, the Berrien County Youth Fair and I reached out to Ashlyn and she's going to send a signed ball for a uh, we're going to do a silent auction uh fundraiser here coming up. Uh I think it's in early June, so they were kind enough to donate a a signed ball. That's going to be pretty cool. So
1: That's awesome. Uh, I tell you I've I've legitimately Legitimately been considering making Jake Berger my next Sox jersey that I buy.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I want to do that myself. And then I'm like, I know I'm to buy it and then they're going to trade him. That's what happens every time I buy a jersey. Right. But regardless, he's a good dude and he's going to go on and have a great career somewhere if, if it's not here. Um, so I, I don't really mind it. And plus, people just think you're hungry,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah. Two of the last three jerseys I bought were Jose Abreu and Roquan Smith. So... <laughs> I get you.
0: <laughs> I have an Aloy Jimenez jersey, but I'm, you know, that could get, he could get traded too. So, yeah. <laughs> you never know. It could happen with anybody. But um, highlighting the week coming up is what we call White Sox Weekly. Uh, the week's not too awful for the White Sox. It's certainly not great, uh, but Minnesota is not as good as expected. We get three against Minnesota Twins. And then then we go to Cincinnati to play the Reds. I am pulling up uh, the probable pitchers in the background. Sorry, I didn't realize that. Yeah. No, no problem. And uh, I I know I'm not going to share it because every time I share it, they they don't have that many. See, it's all TBD. It's so weird. So tomorrow we... Copac it's been that way
1: quite a bit lately.
0: Then of course you got Cease going on Wednesday. Uh you got Lucas Gelito going on Thursday, which is funny as they know who's starting for the Twins on Thursday but they don't know who's starting on Wednesday. Right. Weird. And then the our our starters aren't figured out yet against the Reds this weekend, but right now the Reds are about 4 games under 500. Excuse me. Minnesota is uh, hovering at five games over 500. So these are huge games and we need to win them. So uh, the team wants to take a little bit of momentum from last yesterday's win. Uh, it's the right time to do it, Zim. I feel like we could take two out of three from Minnesota.
1: I mean, I think it's possible. The tough part with Minnesota is, you know, their pitchers seem to kind of have the Sox number. They always have. And I don't know why they've just, they've got good scouting reports or something. And then, you know, Carlos Correa, he's still there. Joey Gallo. I mean, he might not be playing like the guy we know he can be, but wake up at any moment. Um, Byron Buxton still on that team. And Michael, Michael a Taylor. I don't know why that name stands out to me, but I feel like that guy's done some damage against the Sox.
0: Well, the twins just find a way to beat us, you know.
1: I mean, they do. You're you're totally not wrong on that. <laughs> so um,
0: but, uh, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting week.
1: If they can ride the hot hands uh, that they had at the plate in yesterday's game, hopefully it ends well. As far as the Red Series goes, I don't know who's on the mound for the Reds, but if they have to face Hunter Green, he's going to make them look silly. They're playing. They're they're facing
0: Hunter Green on Friday. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's gonna make them look silly. The way the way that the Sox like to chase pitches, and the way that he throws the ball, he he's gonna look very very good. I think. They
0: should should bench Luis on Friday for
1: sure. (laughs) I mean, anybody who doesn't have good plate discipline, so him and Eloy, and if Moncada's healthy, he should be benched. And you know, they got to do something to start adjusting the lineups for these guys. You know, by the way, the field, Zim, that
0: fr- real quick that Friday game is on Apple TV cuz it's Friday night baseball just
1: FYI. Gross. That's awful. So, sorry to everybody in advance that won't get to watch that. You know, in the field, they they don't have anybody like super scary. Um that no. that's that is, you know, but but their pitching is good their pitching is so much better than the white Sox, and that's all it takes uh to beat this team right now so yep it doesn't take much but
0: anyway we'll see what happens <laughs> um diving into this week's picks to click zim won last week so let's see what we're gonna do this week. <laughs> Yes, Zim, you were the winner. So the updated standings yeah. is everyone, everybody has a win. This is our fourth show, the first show of the season. We It was before the season started, so we gave a week. So everyone has a win. I have one. Zim has one. Vinny has one. And our guest has one. So you get first pick here. Who, Zim, are you picking for your pick-to-click this week?
2: Yeah,
1: well, it feels a little unfair because we didn't uh, ask Lamont Pope his – Pick to click I can, tonight.
0: I can uh, I can definitely message him and see if he's got one.
1: But that's right. We can always message him. If uh if he picks one that any of us pick, happy to concede and select somebody new. Um, but I, I'm riding the hot hand as far as this goes. Jake Berger's been hitting the piss out of the ball. He just won me you know a pick to click. I, I I'm i I won the
0: week again. before with him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he he seems to be the guy to pick this year. You know, a a few years ago, it was Luis Robert. Last year, it was Dylan Cease. If there's anybody that you can just pick and ride, that's, I mean, that's the play to win this segment, right?
0: And PZ, PZ points out Twins pitchers aren't very healthy, and it seems like a good weekend, a good week for Jake Berger to hit some bombs.
1: I would be totally okay with that. So, yeah, ride the hot hand, Jake Berger, new dad, love the guy. He 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 and I have gotten on well both times he's come on the show, so I, I root for him every day whether he's my pick-to-click or not. But this week I'm rooting a little extra hard because he is my pick-to-click.
0: I like it, man. I like it a lot. And I reached out to our our friend Vinny who's covering the New Jersey Devils right now, who are still up 2-0, by the way. Uh, he is going to go with Andrew Vaughn this week who you know had the big walk-off yesterday. So uh, that's a good choice, Vin. That was who I was thinking about taking, but it's all right. I, I give it to you because, you know, I picked Luis last week. I couldn't have anyone. I couldn't have picked a worse player for my <laughs> pick-to-click last week. Um, And then for me, man, what do I want to do with my pick-to-click this week? You know, I'm going to – what do I want to do? You know what? I'm gonna take Tim Anderson. I take Tim Anderson in and his All return right. to lineup. Feel like he can come back energized and. Uh,
1: if anybody can, it's him.
0: Yeah. So I, I like my chances with TA. Uh, I keep, he's been the forgotten guy because he's been out for a hot minute, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: when he when he's in, he's he gets hits. So.
1: I'd say a sneaky guy to watch might be Asmoni Grandall. He might still need another week or two, but he's such a hot and cold guy. Um, and he's been cold for about two, two and a half weeks now. I think it might be time for him to to awaken.
0: I like your thoughts there, Zim.
1: But as I've talked about in years past, one thing with Grandall in particular, you, you see it with a lot of hitters, but him especially. Right before he gets hot, he'll start taking a bunch of walks because he starts seeing the ball really, really well. So the moment you see that walk total start to tick up for him, grab him and pick the click. That's my free tip to you, sir. Vinny, if you listen back to this, it's a free tip to you as well. But uh, frankly, I think Vinny is going to be the guy to beat this year. So that's why I'm telling you, Joe.
0: Hey, I appreciate it. We're all notched up right now. I, I don't think that ever happened in the history of the show. So start the year. Everyone's got to win. So that feels good. I'm excited about that. Uh, but to recap for our pick to click Zim is going with Jake Berger. Vinny is going with Andrew Vaughn and I am going to ride with TA returning from the IL. So all good choices there. It could be a really close one when it comes to the vote on Twitter next week. It's definitely not going to be an 80% to 20% victory next week. Zim, um, Especially since I hope, hopefully, none of these guys get benched for lack of hustle. I don't think they will. Um, doesn't strike me as something that would happen to any three of these guys. So,
1: nah, not these guys.
0: And I do have a guaranteed take, but we'll I'll play the clip anyway. Why not? It's it's a segment that's got a pretty graphic. It's six seconds. Although Gandia did a nice job in this week's guaranteed take. Uh, the Luis Robert hate was strong within me this week, Zim, as you're aware. Right. So my guaranteed take for the week is that the White Sox should trade Luis Robert before the deadline, regardless if they're contenders or not. <laughs> because um because I can't stand him right now. I know it's probably a little bit of an overreaction. Yeah. Um, but I I think they could, you know, if he gets hot, maybe capitalize on it. Uh, a chat room would probably rip me apart. I think I'm I'm feeling extra emotional about Luis Robert because he pissed me off really bad the other day, but um, yeah, I wouldn't mind it if we're especially if we're not contending because then start over.
1: Yeah, I get it. Um, I'm not entirely against the idea. I have always felt like he has been more hype than performance since he came to Chicago. And that's not to dog on him by any means. I want him to live up to that. I, I want him to be this Mike Trout type player that we were told he was going to be. But I, I think we're far enough into his career to see that that's just not the case. And it's just
0: every ball in the dirt. I think
1: maybe and you can said get that
0: in the chat. Yeah. yeah. Travis,
1: maybe you can get a team, you know, like the Mets uh, or, um, who else is, is, you know, one of those all in kind of teams, the Dodgers maybe, or maybe even like a, like a Seattle or a Tampa, you know, who wants to surround their young talent with more talent, you know, but you get a team like that to bite on this guy and say, he's, he's advertised as all of this. And we're the guys who can get that out of him. We're the guys who are going to make him into this superstar, you know, if you can get a team to bite on that and send you two, three, you know, top prospects for him in a Chris sale type deal. The the problem is that Chris sale was still at the top of his game. When you yeah. got Yohan Moncada and Michael Kopech for him. And granted, those guys are both on the team right now and starters for this team. They, um they are also guys who haven't quite lived mm-hmm. up to the hype. Granted, well it seems like the Sox parted with Chris sale at the right point in time sure. based on his history. Well, PZ um,
0: points out that there's no value there right now. And he's right. with, with And that's East.
1: why, that's why I say what I say, you've got to find the team that says, we are the guys who are going to fix him. You know, you're not, you're not just going to go trade him to, you know, Seattle and get j rod back for him. You right. know, I mean, that, that's the defense. Happening.
0: The defense has been elite. So, that part is he's yeah, upping his game. He, his, he is the highest war on the team for now.
1: Yeah. I see somebody like Tampa going for him, honestly. If you put him out there, I think I think a team like that would go for him. Yeah, I don't know that you'd get the strongest return package, especially from a team like Tampa, who seems to know when it's exactly the right moment to move on from players. Um
0: Tampa, I could see him fitting in like on Baltimore,
1: Baltimore, Toronto.
0: Yeah, he's He's got a lot of places he could fit to take him in Houston.
1: <laughs> yeah, they probably would. They probably would. But no, would. I, mean, but, I mean. I mean, in it's... addition to that, I, I'd trade Moncada right behind him if you're trading him. If you're making a move like that, like you're blowing it up. So well, there's at that zero. Point,
0: there's zero. You got to bring him back and let him get some value. He's, yeah. Moncada was great. And then he, like like Lamont said, he just kind of fell off again because he got hurt. So. Yeah frustrating I'm Just throwing frustrating. that
1: out there that it, that if you're blowing it all up you might as well go the whole nine you might as well trade giolito trade giolito trade shit if you can get a good enough return package for him trade dylan sees trade um liam Hendricks in the last year of his deal here you know trade luis robert trade uh joan moncada we talked a few weeks ago about do you trade tim anderson at the deadline like you Could know what why not? If, if you're going to blow it up, blow it up big. That's the way I feel about it. You know, it's it's what the Bears did, and they're starting to come back around. I mean, has there ever been more hype right after the draft than there is right now?
0: Yeah, there's 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 a lot of hype right now, Zim. But uh, there, there hasn't been a lot of hype about the White Sox this week. We kind of broke it all down. We had a fantastic guest, and we have to thank him again, Lamont Pope. Writes for the Chicago Tribune about the White Sox, covers the team, travels with the team. The guy knows the White Sox like the back of his hand. And third time on the show, and he gets better every time. Go to chicagotribune.com. You can read his work there. Pick up a newspaper. Make sure you follow him at Lamond Pope on Twitter. Just the dude's such a great guy, and he knows his stuff. So thank you again, Lamond. Zim, we've reached the end of the show. We're going to do our shout outs and get out of here. Uh, and who knows? Maybe we'll catch the tail end of that Devils game. I don't know if it's still going or not, but nonetheless, what do you got for me, buddy?
1: Well, shout out to the kids on my little league team who almost made me late to the show tonight. But hey, they played nice. a heck of a game. They, uh, they, they played one of their best games of the year so far. Um, we got Lots more coming up, and I look forward to watching these boys grow every week, develop as ball players and just generally develop their passion for the sport because that's where we all start, right? You know, yep. five, six, seven, eight year old kids playing ball out in the yard with our buddies and and that's what they're doing right now. and hopefully it, it turns into a lifelong love like it has for us for these kids. Um, so a big shout out to them. Um, and, and the other coaches and dads who are dedicating their time to, to helping them. Um, huge shout out to my beautiful new wife, as well as our children. Congrats. Everybody is thriving and doing well. A big thank you to our families and friends who made it all possible last week. Um, and who, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just be outright with it. Who paid for our honeymoon. Um, it was, it was amazing. Awesome to be able to just sit back and relax for a week and not have to stress about anything, not have to stress about, you know, and any worldly thing, Um, you know, and and a big shout out to my in-laws for taking care of our boys for that week and making that possible Uh, and, and my folks for taking care of our dog and making that possible because even though he may not be uh, our, our, our blood child, uh, he takes just as much work as they do and they, they know that. So, um, <laughs> a big, big shout out to everybody involved again in that and helping it happen.
0: That's awesome, man. And again, congratulations to you guys. That's, that's awesome. I saw some of the pictures. Looks like the honeymoon was fun. So, and the wedding looked great. You know, you looked extra dapper. I, I love it. Good stuff, man. So congratulations, Zim. Thank you. Uh, Was I right? Were you really exhausted at the end of the wedding day? Uh,
1: I was being handed drinks all night. (laughs) Um, So I was actually pretty lively. Um, I will say we we went back to the hotel room, me and and my best man, and might have at that point taken it too hard. But I'm glad that. After your wedding? After the wedding, yeah. Oh, my. We were just hanging out, kicking back, you know. And, uh, yeah, we were all just hanging out and that's, that's the point where we all went too far. So,
0: (laughs) wow, man. All right. Well, Hey, I'm glad you guys had a great time and, uh, and I took care of business last week. It's all good, man. So no worries there. Awesome. But, um, good stuff, Sam. I love the shout outs. Um, my, my, my shout out to start is going to take a little bit more of a serious tone, but um eight years ago today i I lost my sister so i want to dedicate this show to to my sister lauren i know she's with me every step of the way um every day and she watches over me my wife my daughter my mom my dad everybody so uh, lauren this show is for you i love you very much and i miss you more than anything Uh, of course i shout out my beautiful wife Catherine, every single show she's my rock my everything And our our little girl, Audrey, Uh, I wish you could have met your, your aunt Lauren, but uh, I know she's, she's part of the reason you're thriving and growing and walking and running all over the place now. So uh, love you very much. And of course, my great Dane Maverick, he's just all around the best. So um, those are always my main shout outs, but including my sister, especially today, love you, miss you. And uh, just not the same without you, but You know, I know you're watching from somewhere, so always love you. And, you know, getting off that, of course, uh, a huge shout out to Aldo Gandia, the man who lets us do this every single week on this network and gives us the platform. Um, You know, my headspace was in a weird place today. Um, And coming on and doing this show, uh, you know, certainly helps me process and and get my mind off things so i love being able to do that every week so although thank you a huge shout out to the chat room everyone that's been hanging out all night travis pz foster uh, i saw joe in here earlier i don't know there's so many people i can't even list everybody but um, those are the guys that have been interacting all night so i appreciate you guys as always um I'm getting a little long winded on my shout out today, but that's all right. Uh, and of course, Zim, a huge shout out to you and your beautiful wife, and congratulations on on your your nuptials and and being married. And it's a, I tell you what, man, I, I text you this the day before your wedding, but you know, being married's one of the best things, at least for me. You know, having a partner, someone in your corner. It's you know, everyone acts like it's the end of the world. Some people say that, some people don't. But people that have it have an amazing spouse they they know what it's all about and uh you you'll know i mean I, I can see it when you guys are together i can see it in the photos it's it's very evident so having an amazing spouse like i do and, and you do it just it makes a world of difference and i i couldn't go back to being a single man anymore i wouldn't know what to do with myself yeah it's just having the best friend
1: that's just it you know i i think back to the the times when i was living alone and had my bachelor pad and, and yeah i could i can do whatever i want today i was like i was always bored i never knew what to do with myself and now like i i have not just someone to keep me company but somebody to you know give me purpose and then even more so the the boys that we have together that just
0: purpose is a great word man
1: give it even more and just yeah
0: Raising kids is a hell of an experience, man. It's it is I I say it's the I say all the time it's the coolest thing I've ever done. So yeah. Um, but yeah, that's those are my shots. Oh, of course we gotta hang on, we gotta shout out our buddy Vinny, who's actually covering a team that's gonna win a Stanley Cup playoff series.
1: I've been shouting out Vinny all night. Vinny Vinny is very much here with us still, even though he's not here with us, you know. They just
0: scored an empty (laughs) netter. The devils are up four to zero with a minute left in the game. I think it's safe to say The devils are moving out of the next round, and Vinny is gonna be very happy. He deserves to cover a team that is winning. So
1: congratulations, you stole our team and now are winning with them. My team.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: (laughs) The (laughs) the Colorado Rockies turned into the New Jersey Devils for anybody who's not familiar with mm. how the what were they? They were the AHL merged into the NHL. That's
0: right. And uh, Zim, our buddy in the chat, is doing Foster's shameful plug. I'm on the Bears Country Podcast on Thursdays at 8 p.m. So go check that out, too, on all the great content here on the Barroom Network and the Bears Country Podcast and everything else that's going on, man. There's so many great shows on the network. Greg Gabriel, Vinny's doing Crosstown Crosstalk. He's doing Bardown or It's not Bardown Blackhawks. It's Bardown Hockey. And there's a lot of hockey to talk about. There's some major upsets in hockey, man. Florida Panthers taking down the Boston Bruins, the biggest uh, collapse ever. Did
1: y'all notice that New Aaron Rodgers went to New York, and then all of a sudden New York started losing in the playoffs?
0: No, <laughs> yeah, I guess so.
1: Hockey and basketball, man.
0: That's right. But, uh, of course, we love our buddy Vinny, and I love all my co-hosts. I appreciate you guys, as always. Doing the show is just you know, it's, it's, it's a blessing and being able to talk with you guys and be friends with you guys. Not even when we're not on the air, cause it's, it's more than just a, a sh- it's not just for, you know, it's not just for, I don't even know. It's not just for the cameras, I guess is what I'm trying to say. We're, we're all friends. And uh, I wish I could have been at your wedding Zim, but we'll, we'll celebrate when, when I, whenever we're able to get together. I promise you that much.
1: We'll find time.
0: We will. And, and side note and an unrelated, not shout out. I'm going to see Blink 182 on Saturday, man. I'm pumped.
1: Have a blast, man. I'm going to see uh, Real Friends on Friday.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. They they uh, they announced they uh, they also have Beauty School Dropout opening for them. Zim, I'm not sure if you're familiar with them.
1: Uh, very loosely, yeah. Uh, I think I think it'll be a and very then Turnstile, of course. Yes, Turnstile is very good.
0: <clears throat> so it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Um. I'm and rumor has it that they're releasing a new song Thursday or Friday. So
1: hey, so- and. Along those lines, shout out to uh shout out to my sister who got us tickets to uh 8123 Day that is happening here in Denver this year. Um, which is uh the main's record label slash something or another. I don't remember exactly what it is. Regardless, the main is coming through in uh August with uh Real Friends and Knuckle Puck again, who are nice. two of my favorite bands and my sister's yeah. favorite band. So Love exciting that we get to celebrate in that way.
0: Yeah, man. That's what it's all about, man. And, you know, just getting back out there, going to shows again. Life is good. I've been to a rock show in a hot minute, so I'm pumped up <laughs> about that.
1: Enjoy it, man. The first one back is weird, though.
0: Yeah, I'm not even in the pit. I'm in the seats, but, okay. Yeah, regardless, it'll be weird. <laughs>
1: I'll tell you, that going two years without going to live events and then uh, going to a concert as my first big event back was uh, was weird. <laughs> At least you've been to a few other things.
0: This is true. But nonetheless, uh, looking forward to that. And maybe, maybe we'll get a turnaround this week in White Sox baseball. We'll see. It starts tomorrow with the Twins. Uh, again, last minute shout-out again to our guest, Lamont Pope from the Chicago Tribune read his content, follow him on Twitter. The dude just knows everything about baseball and the White Sox, like the back of his hand. With that said, Zim, we're going to get out of here. Uh, we're going to cut the show at an hour and 45, and we'll see everybody next week, and maybe Vinny will be back. Maybe he won't. Either way, they're, they're still alive, the Devils. But uh, for the South Burb Sitman, I'm Joe Mandel. That's Steven Zim Zimmerman, and Vinny Parisi is covering a winning team. So we will see you guys next week. as always. Let's go, White Sox.